big, big word of welcome from my side. My name is JJ. For those of you who are fresh, <laughs> it's awesome to welcome you to the Our Saviors Church family. Welcome home. Hope you have a great, great family Christmas with us here today. Um, it's an OSC Christmas, and we are going all out to just bring the cheer. Amen? Come on. We've been having themed uh, Christmas uh, services from the beginning of December because, you know, Thanksgiving was done by then, y'all. Come on. <laughs> no excuses. <laughs> Bring on the cheer. And uh, um, so for those of you who don't have Christmas lights on yet, I want to encourage you, you know, it's part of, you know, your, your membership commitment here at OSC. When you sign that, that membership agreement, you agree to put up Christmas lights every year. Did you, y'all didn't know that? Oh, my goodness. I don't know. All right, you win a prize for, <laughs> for overachiever. I I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, we do know. I'm just messing with the, the membership thing, okay? Please don't leave the church because of Christmas lights. Come on. All right, um, we do have a, a little prize to give. And today, just because of the cuteness factor and because of you know, compliance to standards and norms, uh, we want to... <laughs> Crystal Vincent, you win today's prize for best dress. Come on, show us your socks. Show us your socks. Oh, yeah. Come on. The cheer game is strong on this one. And it says my favorite color is Christmas lights. There you go. So, in, I mean, that's just, I mean, that was prophetic or something at least, you know. <laughs> that's amazing. We're going to have some fun today. It's going to be different. Um, we've got a completely different type of service here today. We're going to tell some stories. We're going to let people tell some stories to you all about God's faithfulness. Um, and so, but before I get there, um, we've kind of been talking about joy, and um, today's title is "Strengthen Your Joy Game." Come on, we, so, some of us really need to get some joy, our joy game going. Don't you agree? Yeah, come on. Joy is just such an incredible factor. If you want to know why it's so important that you uh, choose joy, you've got to go listen to last week's sermon because it just it just helps you understand how much joy is available to you as a Christian, no matter what you are going through and, how, and why it's so important. But today, um, I want to read our, our verse for, uh, for, to, to start off with, and it's at Luke 2, and it says the following, verse 10 and 11. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. What an incredible announcement. What a relief to people who have been waiting. If you've been waiting for some kind of breakthrough, this is good news. It's, a re it's, it's like, finally, the Savior is here. And we look back on that moment more than 2,000 years ago, and we go, thank God that took place. Amen? The joy that it brought us, all people. How many of you know that we, who's Jewish in here? No, no, no shame. Who's Jewish in here? Like, I mean, nobody, right? So just imagine the Savior came in a Jewish context, and yet here we are, non-Jews, all included in this amazing salvation that God brought about through His Son, Jesus Christ. It's for all 
peoples. That's why I have such a passion for the nations. That's why my wife and I are living in America right now, because we have a passion for the nations and for all ethnicities to hear that Jesus came for you too. He loves you. He made you, and therefore he wants you a part of his family. This is a message for all people. And If you will say yes to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life, if you will accept his work by faith, he will do a redemptive work on the inside of your heart that's not based on your performance, that's not based on your uh, religiosity, it's not based on anything human effort related, it is based on his grace. And that is one of the most important things we need to remember during this season because, you know, there is... There is the, the tendency to want to look at, you know, whether we were naughty or nice during this season, right? And we want to try and balance those scales. And, you know, what, was I nice enough during this year to warrant me getting a gift? God made that system go away. And he says, look, my perfect son came and he did the perfect work on the cross so that you might receive this gift by grace because of your decision to trust, because of your decision to have faith in Him. And that's, I believe, why so many people know, that know about Jesus don't experience the joy of Jesus because they've, they've entered into it in an intellectually religious way. Yes, I know Jesus was born. Yes, I understand what He did. But have you submitted your hope for eternity to that to those knowledge, to that knowledge, to those facts? Have you made a decision to bank everything you have on that that to be the qualifying reason why you will spend eternity with God? If you are in any form or way still holding on to your ability to observe the laws and the regulations and to do good enough, the Bible says that by that same law that you're trying to achieve perfection, you are condemned And that's why Jesus came and introduced a better covenant because he knew you and I would not be able with our good works and our good intentions make the cut. And he came and made the cut on our behalf. And so if you put your faith in Jesus, you will experience the true joy of Christmas. And that is knowing that you have been redeemed. Guys, there is no other way to receive the true joy of Christmas than to be born again to be redeemed, to have accepted Jesus personally. And, and listen to me, kids. You don't qualify because your, your parents have faith. You don't. This is a decision that you have to come to terms with for yourself. You have to want to put your faith in Jesus Christ for yourself, for your own journey. Each man by his own works stand before the Lord, um, uh, accepted or condemned, says the Bible. And that requires for you to accept the work that Jesus did on your behalf. Because no matter how many times you come to church, no matter how many times you you try to obey your parents, it is never going to be enough to deal with the separation that's in the inside of your heart that separates you from God. It's called sin. It separated you from God. You too have, unfortunately, because of humanity's failure to comply to God's obedience standards, moral standards, you've also been born in sin. And that means you're also separated from God. And that's why this message is for all people, even young people. You need to make a decision to want to put your faith in Jesus and follow him. And so if you will do that, an incredible peace and joy will enter your heart. 
and it will transform your life. I gave my life to Jesus when I was 12 years old. It changed my whole perspective of life. Everything shifted the minute I realized I have been born again and God made me his child. And you can do the same. Um, Isaiah 61 verse 3, 3 says this, Jesus came to grant those who mourn in Zion to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garments of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that, they may, that he may be glorified. This is a prophecy that Jesus quoted about himself in the New Testament um, after he, of his, during his lifetime on earth. He, he appropriated this to himself. This is why he came. And so for each and every one of us here, that promise remains. It's a promise of rest. It's a promise of rest that you can stop fighting. You can stop trying to prove yourself and you can rest in the acceptance of Jesus Christ. God wants to increase your joy game today. And last week we said that it's in the presence of God that there is fullness of joy, right? Psalm 16. You know, make known to me the path of life, and in your presence there is fullness of joy. If you need to increase your joy game, you need to press into the presence of God. You need to try to spend time with Jesus. You need to interact with the Holy Spirit. And He sent the Holy Spirit so that we will have a present God when He went to be with the Father. And so it's imperative that you learn how to interact with the Holy Spirit, because that's how you experience the presence of God. And within there, you experience the fullness of joy. So today, we're going to share some stories, some literal miracles that took place during the last year of through the lives of people who have just been pursuing God for, 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 for relationship's sake, for intimacy's sake, for love's sake, and also because... The joy of the Lord compels them. It, it, it transformed them. And out of thanksgiving, they're wanting to give back to God. They're wanting to see how their lives will make a difference. Also to see that the Holy Spirit brings conviction and it brings change in people's lives. And for that, we are forever thankful because without Him, none of that can happen. But when that happens, it brings true joy back into a person's life. And we're going to see some stories like that, like that today. Each of these stories will, I hope, encourage you in your faith walk. They will encourage you to press into the presence of God, but not only the presence of God, everything about God, all the truth of God, the word of God, the people of God, church and spiritual family of God. Pressing into these things are what increases our joy game. John 15 says this, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And then verse 9 says, Sorry, that was verse 5. Verse 9 to 11 says this, I have loved you even as a father, as the Father have loved me. So remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. And just as I obey in my Father's commandments and I remain in His love, I've told you these things so that you may be filled with joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Say this with me. God's ways... Produces God's outcomes. You cannot produce God's outcomes with your own ways, with your own good plans, or with what you know society tells you, or with what you know pop culture tells you. 
it will not produce God's ways. You have to follow his ways. So with that, I want to ask Miss Cindy to come up first today. Miss Cindy, would you come and join me in the front here? Can we give Miss Cindy some love? All right, Gabe, could you get this one to work as well? Thank you. Miss Cindy, why don't you just stand here? Huh? Because you're the best. <laughs> Good morning. Look, we got a full house today. You, you, you hold on to that thing there. Awesome, awesome. So, Miss Cindy, I want to ask you to just relay the story, the testimony that you shared with us a while ago about that miracle that took place on your property, next to your property. I'm going to give you a couple of minutes to just reflect and just share about it, and then I'll interject and ask some questions and, and help people understand the gravity of, of, of the big thing that happened. Well, when I first moved out... Hold it exactly like that and don't move it an inch. <laughs> when I first moved out to the country... Is it on? Sorry, sorry, sorry. We've got to get this right. Did I not? Becoming more challenging. Uh, don't blow on it, it's fine. Now, now it'll work. When I first moved out to the country, we, uh, my daughter lived at the first house. Uh, my grandson lived at the second house. I lived at the third. And my other granddaughter lived at the fourth. And every Friday after they would get off work, We'd all go to my daughter's house and sit around in our lawn chairs and talk. Well, this particular Friday, my... Um, a little closer. They'll, they'll, they'll make it go down. They'll make it softer. But. This particular Friday, um, my daughter was cutting my grass. So I was sitting out in my driveway just watching her cut grass. And my, my granddaughter-in-law and my granddaughter came over to meet me. And we sat at my house. Well, this, first of all, never happened. We'd always sit at my daughter's. And while we were sitting, my daughter finished cutting grass, and she came and sat with us. And we were just talking, and, and, but a little bit before, I had been asking God for miracles. And I'd been asking him to give me gifts, all of his wonderful gifts. And we're sitting there talking, and... Uh, I could hear a little faint sound from where the trees were on the tree line, and it was saying, help, help. And so I asked each one of them, I said, do y'all hear that voice saying help? And they were like, oh, man. Well, my daughter said, Mama, you crazy. There ain't nobody saying help. <laughs> and I said, I'm telling y'all, there's a voice saying help, help me, help. And this went on. I know it went on for a good 45 minutes or, or more. And it was just starting to get just a little, it's summer, you know how it takes a while to get dark. And I told them again, I said, guys, I'm telling y'all, I hear a voice saying help. And I told my granddaughter, because she, she sometimes listens more than anybody else. I said, Dee, I just, I don't feel right. Something's wrong. Would you please go ride down to the tree line, which is all private property. One side's my daughter's, the other side is the people next to us. And she said, Mimi, nobody's back there because that's our, all our land. I said, would you please, she had a Jeep. I said, take your Jeep and just go back there. Well, she did. And when she got back there, she, and, and it was a good ways, 
way past the entrance for sure. And she got up on her Jeep, honking the horn and waving. So at that time, we knew something was wrong. And my granddaughter-in-law, she went running. And at, at that time, we called 911. In a matter of 10, 15 minutes, there was cops coming down our private road, like four or five cops. Ambulance trying to get in on the other side because, again, like I said, it's a private road. They've got to go through a gated. And when they finally got back there, there was a young man riding a four-wheeler. And he told us later that he had been riding there forever. But nobody knew he was riding there. So chances of being found were little to none that he would have been found. The four-wheeler flipped over on him crushed his pancreas, did all kinds of it, interior, or I guess, um, internal, damage. internal damage. He was bleeding internal, and finally when the ambulance got him, they took him to the hospital. And the next day, my granddaughter and granddaughter-in-law went to the hospital to see him. And he told them, if I would have stayed out there 45 minutes longer, I would have died. And when they came back and said that, I just really fell to my knees because I knew it was God giving me the miracle mm. that I had been asking him to give me. To hear that voice, I'm older than them, way older. <laughs> Y'all don't tell nobody, but I'm way older than them. And I was the only one that heard that voice. We all could have heard the voice, but God mm. knew that I would follow my what, what he put on my heart, which was, I heard the voice. So, so when you shared this with me, I got, you know, started thinking about the whole thing, and, I, and some of the facts that was, was, was coming out was just, that made it so astounding, was that nobody knew he was back there. There were no roads going by. It, it was between two private properties, but they couldn't see physically what was happening there because it was, it, it was hidden by, 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 by the distance and the trees. So they didn't see anything. They didn't know that that was going on there. Plus, how loud can you really scream if you've got a punctured pancreas yes. and broken ribs and all that? How? I mean, yeah. so it must have been just the Holy Spirit that carried that little voice to a person that he knew would respond, a person who he knew was tuned in, a person who he knew was attentive to him and wanting to be used by him. Yes, indeed. And Y'all he found that in Miss Cindy. No, and, and we know the glory goes to God, but, yes. but, but the, the fact of the matter is, Miss Cindy, that you know, you've learned how to cultivate that awareness of God. And when you felt something was wrong, you knew that you needed to respond to that. That did not come about naturally. No, it didn't. Not at all. I mean... And I was just so uh, enamored by the fact that, you know, all the young people were sitting there. <laughs> and guess who, guess, who, he, guess who heard the voice? <laughs> yeah, I got ridiculed. Is, you seeing things. Don't, don't, things don't, 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 don't be gossiping next to Miss Cindy, close to you. She's, she's going to hear you. She's going to... Got y'all. <laughs> but y'all definitely can say amen on that because it was yeah. all God. I'm serious. That's awesome. But I That's thank awesome. him for that gift and I ask him for 
more gifts every day. Mm-hmm. Ask him to visions. Ask him for voices. Ask him for those types of things. He gives them freely. And he's got so many blessings. Mm. We just have to ask. He's not going to just give it to you unless he knows you want it. Mm. And he knew that I wanted that and much more. So anything he gives me, so don't be surprised if I tell y'all something. That's for sure. Well, let me, let me brag on Miss Cindy now a little bit as well. Like, um, from, from the minute we, she started becoming, coming to our, um, our leaders group, our leaders like discipleship group, um, I started challenging them to, you know, to live outwardly, to be aware of people around you, to, to not walk past people and just ignore them like they don't exist, but to kind of acknowledge people's existence and, and, and be willing to engage with people. Miss Cindy has started engaging with people and she shared the gospel with people in, 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 um, Walmart. Yeah, in Walmart, in like the weirdest of places. Why? Because you know what? That's where people are and that's where Jesus found people. He found people in the marketplace. He didn't always find people in the temple. He found them all over. And I'm just so proud of how she is engaged in faith with the things that we're doing, with the Bible says we, we, uh, you know, we, we can walk in as Christians. And, and Ms. Cindy, I'm, I'm just so, so, so encouraged by, by your walk and your faith. You. And the ladies that are walking with you, you've got an excellent life group going um, of people that are hungry for Jesus and wanting to see more of Him manifested in their lives. And m- most of you don't know, uh, before I, I, I invited her to come here, I asked her, so Ms. Cindy, how, how will, it be, will it be, do I need to bring you a chair? Is it gonna, not because she's 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 um, an elderly lady but because she had it but because she had an operation lately right she had to have a knee replacement and y'all this knee of hers have been radically healing at a pace that the people are even like astounded and so there is so much to be received from God if you will just step out and trust and faith and risk with Jesus and Miss Cindy thank you for walking in that and so she said, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I, I've done with my therapy. They want me to go back, but you know, I'm done with that because my knee's okay. You know, my knee's better than it's ever been. And so five weeks, five weeks, y'all, after a new knee replacement and she's walking around standing and able to bring glory and testify to God's goodness in her life and that of others. And y'all, the best thing for me was when the boy that she, she had uh, helped, uh, he bought her flowers. And he, and he came back to her and told her, thank you, ma'am. Yes. I would not be here if it wasn't for your obedience. Y'all, obe- <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> obedience, guys, just it saves lives, not just physically, but spiritually. Think how many times you could have walked past somebody and heard something and, and, and you could have just, excuse me, I, I just have a sense that God wants to tell you that he loves you and that he's aware of your situation. He's going to help you. Do you mind if I prayed with you? How many times could that have blessed somebody? And, you know, and, and just don't let those opportunities of obedience pass by because they truly save lives. Thank you, Miss Cindy. Thank you for the example that you're living. We honor you and we love you. Last week we said that, you know, it's so, it's so critical for us to walk in the joy of the Lord because the joy of the Lord brings us strength. It brings us strength. So often we're so consumed with our own trouble and with our own journeys and with our own dreams and hopes and are we working towards our own goals that we're completely oblivious of people around us. Joy gives you strength so that when the Holy Spirit says to you, hey, that person there, be available to them right now, you go, all right, God, I know it's not in my own power. I'm going to just step out and trust you. That is 
incredible. All right. So next story up is my wife. My wife, come and share with us just what has been happening with you. So I, <laughs> I want to cry right now because we've been trusting God so much for the Holy Spirit's involvement in our services and for Him to just truly set people free and speak to people and encourage people and Babe, today you just brought tears to my eyes when you just stepped out in faith like that. I'm so incredibly proud of you, the leader that you are, the, the Christian that you are, the wife that you are. The, I mean, y'all, I don't have to get any more gifts in my whole life because I have all that's gift right here in front of me. And um, thank you for how you've pursued Jesus and how you've pursued the Holy Spirit. And just tell the story of, of how we, you know, we just started seriously pursuing and how it, how it came, I don't know, how I it went about from there. Come on now. <laughs> uh, I, we have, both of us have always just had a desire to experience God's presence and to function and flow in the power of the Holy Spirit. And um, many times, you know, said it and whatever, but a while ago, just really decided that we have to you know, do something else to see, to press in to uh, the power of God and started getting up early in the morning, both of us, um, just, just to pray and to just start pursuing God, just start pressing in to His presence and asking Him to use us and praying, really praying for you, all of you sitting here, praying that God will um, work in your lives, that His presence and power will be in our services and um, but then a little bit, we started doing that for a few months, I guess. And then we uh, decided we have to also step out in faith in church. Um, I've many times uh, gotten prophetic words for people, but I would just you know come out of my seat and go to you in private and just you know said I felt this and I pray for you. And um, so we said, okay, we're gonna step out and also stretch ourselves and trust God that He would use us in the service but then not go privately but we'd step out and do it publicly and um you might think ah that's nothing it's a whole lot of something (laughs) (laughs) um anyway so we decided that and so i wouldn't necessarily pray before at home for someone i would just you know be while we're praising worshiping and the first sunday after we decided that i you remember this i came up here and said i have this massive headache Right, that was the first Sunday after we decided this. And then every Sunday since, I've woken up fine and on my way to church, I would get this massive headache that I felt I couldn't even think. I couldn't even um, sing loudly because then it feels like my head would explode. Mm. And I couldn't, I like, can't think, can't even try and hear God's voice because my head was pounding. And as soon as I would leave church, an hour or so after, that headache would just be gone. And two Sundays ago, I was standing here with that massive headache, and I would think, this is ridiculous. How do I have a headache every Sunday? Like, what? And I was standing there, and I just realized, this is a natural. This is spiritual, because I don't have a headache when I wake up. And as soon as I get home, it's gone. And uh, um, I realized that it was an attack of the enemy to stop me from doing what we just decided to do, pressing in into the Spirit of God and trusting Him to use us. And uh, mm. the next Sunday, that was last Sunday. So we, we, we during the week, we, yeah, we, we, we started praying over this and we started just... Yeah, speaking to this 
a really demonic attack over my head. <laughs> and uh, last Sunday, as I got into the car with the kids, as I backed out of my driveway, like a headache, just like that, like pain into my head. And in the driveway, Joy was sitting next to me. I said, just, I just started praying and I just started speaking to this headache. I mean, my driveway's long, but it's not that long. Before I was out, the headache was gone. Come on. And um, yeah. came to church and all is well. And uh, so I just want to encourage you because many times we make decisions you know that we're going to do this or do that and then some uh, what do you call it resistance comes and we just go lie back again um i just want to encourage you don't lie back keep Mm. on stepping out keep on pressing forward you know when we start to change something there will always be resistance (laughs) but you can't take that resistance as a sign saying don't do this no take it as a sign saying come on yeah press come on. into this press this is, in this you is know, where the good stuff lies right because many times we say okay i'm going to start spending time with god and then it doesn't happen because of this and all of a sudden this emergency and it takes all your attention away from god man that should like press and push you into spending time with god mm. and if it goes against your flesh like you want to sleep more man it goes against ours too and sometimes we don't get it right um, but it's not about the perfection and um, just to, you know, keep trusting God that he'll work through us. Amen. Amen. Come on, babe. Thank you. A while, a while ago, I, um, I appealed to every one of you that um, God showed me that some of, some of us have just settled into the, Christ, into the, the victory Let's, I don't want to call it a level, but let's just say the level of victory that we have attained to in our lives, but that we were, many of us, still stuck in some hurts, still had some relational issues that were undealt with, still had some addictions that we're, that we're struggling to get rid of, um, that we're dependent on for our you know, sanity or whatever the case may be. And I, I encouraged each and every one of you to, to pick up the fight again against that, to not settle and to not let the enemy convince you that this is where your life is going to max out at. There is more. There is more in Christ. There's always more. In fact, my wife and I always had this motto um, that we would remind one another of. Um, and, 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 and mine like, that I kind of grew up with in, it was that the, the adventure continues. Whenever there's a curve in the road, I was just like, you know what? The adventure continues. You know, we're going to keep going and keep, you know, bobbing and weaving as we move forward, but we're moving forward. Um, and, and, and hers was always like, there's always more. In God, there is always more. More, And I want to encourage you to not settle with what you've understood of him, with the level of intimacy that you have with him, with the, uh, you know, the victory that you've, that you've attained in him. There is complete freedom in Christ. And, and do not back down of these things. God wants to set you completely free because he came for that, right? And so thank you for just always emulating, not giving up the fight and always pushing forward to greater victory. And, and, and not just for you, but for the, for the ladies that you're so selflessly counseling and, and walking with and, 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 and praying for, etc. I really do appreciate that of you. And encourage everyone here to take a page from her book and to not give up. Keep on fighting. The Lord is here. 
He is here. His kingdom is here. And His kingdom is not backing down. And His kingdom is not being overcome. It is an overcoming kingdom. I know that we're facing so many things in life that, you know, that makes us feel that, you know, the church is going back. No, look, it's when, it's when it gets darker and darker that the light of the church will only shine brighter and brighter. But it takes some of us to get out from under those buckets, not hide our, our lights. Y'all, the season of life where it was okay to just be like an undercover Christian is done. The enemy is showing his hand and he is not for the church. He is no longer for just mediocre, okay, you know. He is radically going against everything that we hold dear and true. And so if there's going to be a people that rise up against it, it's going to be warriors. It's going to be people that stand for truth no matter what, no matter how hard. And y'all, I, I, I shake in my pants because what I'm saying here is, isn't just, <laughs> isn't just you know, um, big, big talking. Y'all realize that Canada just passed a law that makes it illegal to have a different opinion about gender identity than what a person holds? Illegal, y'all. So no longer, hey, you stick to your opinion and I stick to mine. No, no. You're no longer allowed to have your opinion about it. Life's not heading in a direction that's going to make it easier for us. And you better figure out which side of, the, of, 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 of this journey you're on. Because it's coming for your faith. It's coming for your faith. The enemy does not want you to survive. He wants your faith to suffer and die. And he's going to take every and any offense or bitterness or hurt or confusion that he can muster to make you doubt your stance. Let me tell you, if you're in the joy of the Lord, if the joy of the Holy Spirit is in you, you are protected. The joy of the Lord protects us. This, there's that verse that says, a person who ref- is full refuses honey. If you're satisfied in your relationship with Jesus, if you have been fulfilled in your walk with God, then nothing else is, is, is tempting to you. In fact, it's in the areas that we are not fulfilled and not seeing full victory that we get tempted. And so again, the, 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 the encouragement to press in to the kingdom of God and the ways of God. We've got two more stories for today. And this one is <laughs> it's going to be incredible. So I want to ask Latanya, would you, would, you, would you join me up front here, Al? Um, All right. So Latanya is on our worship team, um, but Latanya is also a home care nurse, right? Yes. And uh, um, and I just want to say something about Latanya. She is a woman of faith, and and, and y'all will see in her testimony how's that. But <laughs> but I'm just I'm just so like almost ast- excuse me astonished at times at the you know the the walk that she walks, uh, despite challenges that she faces. And, and, and uh, sh- you see Latanya and you see a person that's walking in strength and the joy of the Lord, not because everything is you know, nice and dandy going in her life, Every, because she chooses to walk in the joy of the Lord. But Latanya has an incredible healing testimony. So 
Take it away, ma'am. Tell us all about it. Before I get started with the story, um, I just want to say a little something else, if that's okay. Um, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know who this is for. Um, I hear God saying that someone is entertaining a, cur- a certain situation, person, or thing. Um, and because you're entertaining that, you can't receive what God truly has for you. So let go of that situation, that person, that thing, so you can receive, just make room for all that God has for you. Come on, come on. Um, on April 17th, um, we took a plane ride to South Carolina um, for my birthday. Um, it was a two and a half hour drive. Um, and flight, whoever, flight. Yeah, flight. Um, <laughs> so everybody knows you sit on those planes, there's no leg room. Um, went to get up um, once we landed um, and was just having a lot of pain um, in my hips. Um, the whole weekend, tried to enjoy it, but the pain was horrible. I wasn't looking forward to that plane ride um, home. We came home that Monday, um, still in a lot of pain. Tuesday, I went to work, um, couldn't pull on patients, couldn't uh, bend down to pick up anything. I couldn't do my job. Um, I went to the doctor that afternoon. She gave me um, a steroid injection. She said, oh, it's just some inflammation in your hips. Um, It should, you know, you should be better by tomorrow. She called me later on. She said, "Um, you know, I think um, I want to send you to have an x-ray done just to make sure that everything's okay. Um, Went over to have the x-ray. She called. She said, "Um, you know, um, there seems to be a separation um, in the pelvic area. So the pelvic bones had separated. I don't ever recall having any kind of injury. Um, This normally occurs um, during pregnancy when you're getting ready to have your baby. Um, There's been very few cases um, where they found it um, in people that were not pregnant. So um, she referred me to um, someone that specializes in pelvic dysfunction. Of course, the waiting list was over three months. Um, Mm. So I started going to physical therapy out here. Um, They had me on a lot of medication to try to decrease the inflammation in the hips because the pelvic was separated. So it's causing a strain on the hips. It was pulling the right hip out of um, place. Um, I would go to therapy, couldn't participate. I was vomiting all the time because of the medication. Um, The therapist would put my right hip back in place. I would get up, walk out. I would be fine for a moment. I would get back and sit in my car, get out, and I was right back where I was before. Um, On May 14th, um, I went, Esther was having a party, Um, went over to Walmart to pick up a few things. I was in Walmart and didn't think I was going to be able to make it out. I was in so much pain. I couldn't pick up my legs to walk at all. It was so painful. Um, I eventually made it out. Um, I went over to Esther to drop off some things. I said, I can't, I can't stay. And I just started crying. I was in so much pain. Right then and there, Esther prayed for me. Um, and I knew, I knew that God was going to take care of this. I had faith that it was. He showed up so many times before. Why wouldn't he show up now? Um, Sunday um, came I didn't want to come to church Um, it was my turn to sing on the worship team but I I said I have to go I have to go as long as I'm able to move as long as I'm able to breathe and words can come out of my mouth I have to go Um, while we were standing here singing um, 
Dean came, Esther came up to do the welcome. And while she was praying, I just, I was just thanking God for healing me. Thanking God for loving me, for keeping me sane throughout all of this. Because it got to a point where I couldn't do my job. I hadn't mm. been working. I'm a single parent. Who's going to pay them bills? Um, after Esther prayed um, in front of the congregation, she came up to me. Um, she started praying for me. And I'm sure y'all remember while she was praying, I was slain in the spirit, laid out on the floor. Um, and while I was doing down there, God was doing a work. Mm. Um, Esther, if you don't mind coming up, just saying what you, um, what you saw. Yeah, I remember while we were praying for her, it was me and you, Taylor, right? And maybe Jada, I can't remember. But anyways, we were praying, and I just saw God with a needle and thread, because I don't really understand all these things, you know, what's really happening. I just knew there was a gap. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but I saw God, like his hand, just taking and just sewing, just pulling it together. And we just prayed, and we just prayed that. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> um, got up, service was over, um, went home, um, went to walk up the steps um, in my foyer, which was very painful to do because I couldn't squat. I couldn't do anything that would open up the pelvic area. But after service, went home, I was able to walk up the steps without as much pain as I had before. Um, I was exhausted from just being slain in the spirit, went home, went to sleep, um, I had to sleep with a pillow in between my legs to prevent um, the hips and the pelvic from, um, you know, closing and causing more pain. When I woke up, I noticed the pillow wasn't there anymore, but I was able to sleep. Mm. Um, got up, took a shower, and as I'm in the shower and I'm um, picking up stuff and, do, you know, I noticed, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't as bad as it was before. Um, went to work the next day. Um, I was turning my one of my patients, and I was like, oh, I can do this today. Um, something fell under the patient's table, and I remember squatting down to get it, and I was like, huh, it doesn't hurt. Um, later on that evening, I called the doctor. I said, hey, I was just wondering if I, if I can get another x-ray because um, I think there's been a change. She said, oh, no, you can't have one because um, the insurance won't cover another one. So I was like, okay, it's okay because I know that God mm. took care of it. God healed it. Come on. on so, let me, June, so hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, <laughs> let me just, let's just pause there. So this was, don't you think this was incredible? <laughs> like she couldn't literally walk almost Come to church, was prayed over, God did the miracle in her sleep at home. Um, and there's just so many good things to know about this. It's like the fact that, you know, she came to church regardless of the fact that she was unwell. By faith, trusting that God would do something for her. You know, God meets us in our expectation, mm, yes, y'all. The Bible says if you approach God, He comes and He, he mm. draws closer to you too. God requires faith. Faith pleases Him. In fact, God cares and comforts those who mourns, but God acts on behalf of those who have faith. This is so important because sometimes we will sit in our pain and we will sit in our hurt for years. And we will experience that, you know, God is there for us, but nothing ever changes. 
something, it requires you to step out in faith and just go make that phone call, pick up that, that relationship, go and do that thing that you felt that you needed to do. In, step out in faith. When you step out in faith, you, you activate God somehow. The Bible talks about, talks about that. So the fact that she was, and, and look, I, I'm not saying that, you know, if you're half dead, you know, you have to drag you behind the church. But I'm saying that there has to be some form of response of faith. Sometimes the Bible, well not sometimes, the Bible says that if you're sick, call on the elders to come and pray over you, right? But what, we do, what do we do? No, we, we kind of just like, you know, we isolate, we, you know, we, we suffer in silence, <laughs> right? Um, but there's, an, there's, an, there's a, a response required. And so often it's difficult for us to do that because we don't feel worthy. We don't feel like, you know, you know God will do this for us or we just... And, 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 and so we don't step out. And man, I'm telling you, if you will step out in faith, you will see God move on your behalf. God healed Latonia. Look, I looked up pictures on the internet, um, you know, just because it's, it's kind of like a, you know, a bit of a sensitive story. Um, what it looks like when the pelvic bones separate. And what she said needs to be reiterated. It's, that's what happens when a woman gives birth to make space for the baby to come out. Now imagine having to do life with a separated pelvic bone. The agony and the pain, that's the level of discomfort that you're dealing with and that she was walk, walk, walking with. And, and in a matter of a prayer, <laughs> God brought that and, 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 and brought that together for her. And, and so now tell the rest of the story that um, kind of, this is, this is for me the cherry on top. Listen to this, y'all. So on June 18th, which is two months um, from the date, June 18th. Well, about a month after you, you were here in front because you were yeah, in front in May. Mm -hmm. So June 18th was mm -hmm. a month after. Yeah. Yeah. So June 18th, um, we were in a car accident. So um, hold on. No, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to just, just, just help everybody to see that, you know, there's so many testimonies out there saying, oh, you know, God don't heal. You know, and if somebody claims they healed, next minute you'll find they're sick again. A month after this woman was still fine doing her job as she used to do, no discomfort, no pain, right? A healing, a proper healing done supernaturally by the hand of God through prayer and faith. Nothing strange, just supernaturally natural. Awesome. I just need to make that point. Now go for it. A month so, later, yes, a month, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so June 18th, we were in a car accident, um, rear-ended, car totaled. Um, when on impact, um, I just felt pain from the top of my head, shooting down my back, down to the pelvic area. And all I could think about was, I'm going to be right back where I started. Um, from there, um, I went over to the hospital. They did a series of x-rays. Um, I, when the nurse practitioner came in and, you know, I'm friends with everybody there. Um, she pulls up the x-rays and we're reviewing everything. Um, she says, you know, everything's fine. If there wasn't, you know, this would be where we'd be concerned about. Um, but, you know, everything looks good. And she leaves the x-ray up on the screen. And she has to walk out because she was called for something. And I'm looking at that. Before she walked out, I said, is that me? She goes, Latanya, you know. <laughs> you know <that> she, <laughs> um, because I'm looking at this and I'm looking at the pelvic x-rays um, and the hips. And there was no separation. Come on, y'all. There was no dislocation. Wow. 
<laughs> God took care of it. God healed me. Not because of the work that I do in church, not because of what I do for anyone else. Yeah. He healed me because he loves me, mm. because I had faith enough to believe mm. that he could do it. So I thank God for that. And I thank God for everything else he is going to do in my life. Amen. Amen. Yo, Lord, we glorify you. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Man, y'all. <laughs> I don't know about you, but things like this just make me so glad because it says to me that we serve a living God, right? We don't just serve a God that, you know, was. We serve a God that was and is and forevermore will be. And let me tell you, when you go through tough times, that same God that saved that little boy. Now, I don't even know if that boy was a Christian or not. But the Bible says God's grace, he makes his grace, he makes his rain fall on the godly and the ungodly. And for anything, Miss Cindy said to that boy, you know what, boy, you need, to, you need to know this, that it was by the grace of God that I heard you. It was by the grace of God. This was God's hand working on you. And that boy has no doubt, can never have any doubt that, that, that God performed a miracle in his life. And we might not see the result of that like immediately, well, let me tell you, <laughs> a seed like that, God can work with that in a person's heart. God can work that seed and, and let that seed grow to produce a harvest of righteousness in that boy's heart. And so we're praying for that boy that he might come to know Jesus, that loved him when he might not even have responded to him. Or maybe he did pray, regardless, that he might become very closely and intimately acquainted with the Jesus of the Bible that you and I serve. The God that <laughs> just intervened when, when spiritual activity was trying to prevent the gifts of the Holy Spirit to start operating in our church, God intervened. When somebody is unwell and putting out their faith, God heals. He still heals today. And whew, that is so cool. That is just so, so cool. So I want to I use that to, to encourage us with Romans 12 verse 2 that says this, I appeal to you therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifices. What does it mean? It means, he says, come, give yourself to me. Stop trying to do this your own way. Bring yourself to me and I will make of you something that you can never have thought that there is a plan for your life that if you were to know it now it will scare you and you would probably not say yes to it but God wants to do things young people listen to me where's all the young people y'all listen to me you have no idea the beautiful things that God has planned for y'all that God wants to do through you guys we need a generation of young people that will not be ashamed of the gospel, but know that it is the power of God to salvation. It's the power of God to change. It's the power of God to heal our nation. The gospel of Jesus. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to Him. This is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That by testing, you may discern what the will of God is. So many people often ask me, you know, what is the will of God for my life? There's many passages in the Bible that you can Google. You can just say, what is the will of God for my life? And it'll throw out passages that literally says this. This is the will of God for your life. And then it'll tell you what it is. 
Take those seriously, but listen to this as well. The will of God for your life is that you would present yourself to Him, to, in service to Him, because in doing so, you'll be able to discern His perfect will for your life. All right, I want to ask my friend Corey to come up and, and, and just give, a, give his testimony of how God brought him back to us. And uh, um, just an incredible story of, of, of mercy, of humility, and of faith in the midst of so many unanswered questions and struggles and trials that um, it's just it's going to give God a lot of glory. And here's what I also want to say. I want to say this. The Bible is very clear that um, um, the Bible is clear that God offers forgiveness for all who ask. Or all who ask, right? And I believe that as a church, um, it is necessary for us to, to provide pathways of redemption. That if somebody made a mistake, that they might know that there is a path to redemption. Where there would be no shame and no guilt any longer associated with your life, your journey, or, 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 or things that happened um, so that people might walk in the fullness of joy again in our midst, right? How many of you would love to see people that, that may, may have, may have um, decided to you know, walk away from Jesus? How many would like to see them restored to full joy and full peace in, 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 in a church somewhere, right? Corey's story is a part of that, that I believe the church needs to do. And we need to learn to do that well because there are so many people out there who made mistakes and don't know the path back. They need to know that there's a path back. There's a path back. And it's, it, it, it leaves no shame and no guilt. Corey, tell us your story, friend. Let me get that mic ready. Well, the Holy Spirit. It, it'll come back. <laughs> there you go. Well, the Holy Spirit is definitely here. Um, so I just want to thank JJ for the time that he's taken with me. Um, he walked with me every single week. He would speak truth to me. Um, and like, like he said, I did. Um, I, I, I've had a relationship with Jesus since I was a kid, since I was a teenager, 12, 13, 14 years old. Um, but I never made him the Lord of my life. I never said yes to the things that he actually called me to do. I never said yes all the way. So what I'll do is I'm going to go back. Um, he asked me to give a little seven-minute testimony, and I want to do that. But I wanted to start from the beginning, let you know where um, some of the mistakes I made and what happened and, and where I think I am now and where I think God wants to, wants to bring me. And so my name is Corey Lantier. I'm from Rain, Louisiana. Um, my childhood was not safe. It wasn't pretty. It was, it was filled with fear and distress. My mom's sitting right here in the front row. Um, I, I had to carry some weights that a child shouldn't have to carry. It's just the truth of the matter. Um, around 15 years old, I was in the eighth grade. I quit school. Um, I started earning respect from men who sold drugs and carried weapons. That was what I was doing at that point, at 15 years old. Um, how many of you ever heard of Lecrae? Anybody? The prophet Lecrae said, they say I'm good at bad things, at least they're proud of me. That was me. Sure. That's exactly what I was doing um, because there wasn't anybody that was building me up as a child, as a kid. So around that same time period, I was picked up from a three-day drug bender from a youth pastor. Um, he told me, he said, your mom called me, and she's kicking you out. Again, I was 15 years old. I quit school. 
So he took me to a, a, uh, a teen summer camp, first time I had been to one, at OSC Broussard. And during that week, I asked Jesus to save me. This was about 12, 13, 14 years old. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. But over the years forward, my proclivity to do wrong would pick up its ugly head again and again. I just pursued whatever could satisfy the dryness in my soul immediately. Whatever could feel that, that's what I was after. I became dazzled by the wisdom of this world. I wanted money, and I wanted money so I didn't have to deal with real problems. Mm. I didn't want to have to walk through hard things because I've, had her, I've already walked through so many. You know, I, I just wanted an easy road. It's plain and simple what I wanted. I was self-centered. I thought Christ saved me for me, for my life. I had my first child at 18. I had three kids by 23. I married my first love at 23, and we had our last child at 25. In these years, I made a serious effort not to be what I had witnessed growing up. I always loved the idea of owning businesses, and so I started to grow a successful company for eight years, and I started a second company in 2020. This company would be a million-dollar venture that would stretch my skill set and my knowledge. I was at the mountaintop of my adult life. Coming from where I had come from to be at that point, I thought this is what God had brought me here for, and it was about me. The whole thing was about me. So during that time, it revealed some things in my heart that I didn't really think were there anymore. I thought, you know, I've come a long way. I'm doing pretty good. Um, but it revealed some, some insecurities that I had in myself that I, I thought I had dealt with. So I started to use pills to, to work longer hours. And before long, I was using pills when I wasn't working. And it became a spiral um, where, where I had this fog over my eyes. And I made some decisions that I regret, absolutely regret. There were some things I did to people who loved me. Um, there were some things I, I, I didn't do that I should have done. Um, and all of those things, they caught up to, I, I almost, I did walk away from church. I walked away from community, community, and almost walked away from my family. So around August of 2021, JJ and I started to meet, meet every week. I didn't believe in myself, but what I did, I knew that God could change the situation. I didn't know how he would do it, but I knew he could do it. So what J.J. did was he brought me back to the foundation of who God really is. God is holy. God is righteous. God is love. And, and for me to say I was a Christian and in love with Christ, but not have any of those things, it was a lie. I was living a lie. And so at that point, it made it impossible for me to continue to live, and live a life all about my dreams, my desires, what I wanted out of this world without saying, God, what do you want from me? And so all of those things didn't line up with the purpose that I have in the kingdom. And so because of God's grace, I came to the end of myself. God asked me if I was ready to leave everything to follow him. And I said yes to making Jesus the Lord of my life. Come on, bro. God stripped me of everything that I had dreamed of for my life. I wanted luxury. I wanted money. I wanted businesses. I wanted success. I wanted people to look at me and say, wow, look what you did. That's what I wanted. Mm. And God said, that's not what I want for you in my kingdom. Mm. And I said yes to it. The Holy Spirit took me on a 48-hour journey to the desert of Oklahoma. I didn't know where I was going. 
I had no idea. I knew there was one destination. He had put this place on my heart. During this trip, I broke down to the very core, and I said yes to obey anything God had asked of me. He instructed me to submit to the church leadership and do what they advised and to get equipped for my life's mission. I'm not sure, I'm not sure exactly what that is. I, I can't see all the way into the future and what God's going to do, um, but I know it involves waking people up to their self-centeredness, as I was, mm. and God's desire for us to live for him completely. Not just give him my heart on a Sunday, but give him my life throughout the entire week. God didn't create us for us. God created us for him to do the will of his kingdom. So church, I'm here today, and brothers and sisters, I'm asking for your forgiveness because I know that there's some of you in here that, that seen me five years ago, um, and, and I'm truly sorry. I may have hurt you. I may have said some things to you. I may have confused you. Um, I just want to I want to ask you for your forgiveness. Um, I hope that that you can understand my heart and you can hear my heart in this and know that um, I never meant it. Anything that I did, I didn't mean it for harm to you. It was literally me being self-centered and only thinking about Corey. That's just the truth. So I want you to know there's grace for you because if there's grace for me, surely there's grace for you the spirit of religion says you have to meet all the requirements or you're a bad person jesus said he's going to take everything bad that you think is bad and he's going to use it for his glory and that's what he's going to do in my life come on bro. i'm committed to following jesus with you and serving alongside you thank you for listening to me today thank you for you being here and i thank god for bringing me to this place and for each one of you. Come on. The Bible says mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Doesn't that warm your heart, man? It's like, sure. I've often felt how do how do we remove shame i know there's so many people that are struggling with shame let me tell you this this is how you remove shame you remove shame through mercy and through forgiveness and through humbling and through acceptance and through celebrating the beauty of the cross for people's life god is still changing people's lives let me tell you don't you give up on somebody who is is, is being blinded by the enemy to things. Don't you give up on that person. Keep praying for that person. Keep praying for that person. Let me say this to you. There were many attempts by many of us to speak to Corey, to tell him the truth. And those things were, at that time, they were, they were, they were bouncing off of the pride in his life. And they were bouncing off of the desires that he was pursuing. They didn't make... But you know what happened? The Holy Spirit got a hold of him. Let me tell you, the Holy Spirit can break through every cold, hard heart. And he can bring people back to the feet of Jesus. Like he's done for me many times. Like he's done for some of you many times. Like he's done for Corey this time. Every single person can be saved by the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. And we give God all the glory and the honor for that. And now I want to honor Corey and his family. I want to honor Corey's wife. She has walked an incredible faith journey during this time. 
And the joy of the Lord is just incre- increasing over this family. And I want to honor Corey for humbling himself. Y'all, this isn't easy. <laughs> this isn't easy. But you know what? When a person has come to the end of himself, he no longer has to fight for other people's perceptions of him because he's been accepted by the Father. And I hope that each and every one of you can reach that point where you know that you're accepted by the Father and you don't have to carry any performance or any try, uh, attempt to try and prove people about anything about you. You can walk in the newness of life, no shame and guilt, and being accepted by the Father. And people will learn. People will learn. There might be those who might think, oh, you know, this and that, and the next thing. It's all good. They'll get with the program. You just keep your joy game strong. And soon they'll see. They'll see the truth. Here's what I want to say to each and every one of us. Acts 15, and I'm going to close with this. Acts 15 verse 9 says this. He did not discriminate between people when the gospel was preached. This is the context of this verse. He, the gospel was preached to all people. And back in the day, the Jews thought that salvation was going to come to them and them alone. But then they realized that no, Jesus came for the whole world. And the way they realized that was when Jesus, uh, when Jesus was preached, the Holy Spirit moved on people that weren't Jewish. He let people that were not Jewish be born again and be filled with the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit. He confirmed His love for all people when Jesus was preached to people that weren't of that same ethnicity. He does not discriminate between people. Another version says He's not a respecter of a person. He doesn't do well to you because you are somebody. He does well because you've responded by faith to his word. And so I would like to encourage each and every one of you today, today. The Bible says, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Yesterday's gone, y'all. Tomorrow isn't guaranteed, but here's what we have. We have now. We have now to respond to the word of God. We have now to choose his joy. We have now to choose his plan for redemption. Do not let this minute pass without you bowing your knee and accepting him to be your Lord and Savior. Let us all stand together today. You can't leave here today and not believe in a true living God, a real God that really loves you. You cannot leave here today and not think that He's not calling you to become His child. So if we can all just please close our eyes and pray. And for those of you who, who are here and know, knows Jesus, I pray for everybody around. But if you have never made Jesus the Lord of your life, if you have not, cha- if you've not put your faith in Him for your salvation and in Him alone, and you want to do that today right here, right now, lift up your hands to heaven and say, Here I am, Lord. I put my faith in you and you alone. I put my faith in you and you alone. Thank you. I see those hands. Hands going up. Don't let this minute pass before you tell Jesus, I repent of my sin and I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I believe that you are real. I believe that you sent Jesus to die for my sin and I put my faith in that work alone for my salvation. 
I would like to ask every one of us here today to say that prayer on behalf and, and in solidarity with the people who have lifted up their hands. This is a prayer that confesses your faith in Jesus Christ. The Bible says that if you make this decision today, that within you a miracle will take place and you will be born again. And you will forever be united with God in Christ Jesus. You'll become His child and you will spend eternity with Him. That's a guarantee, the Bible says, that happens when you put your faith in Him sincerely. And I want to lead you in a prayer that gives you the opportunity to do that. But it has to come from your heart. This is your decision. So pray this after me if you want. Heavenly Father, let's all pray together out loud so that people can make that confession. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross on my behalf. Lord, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and that I need saving. I can't save myself. I need Jesus. And so I accept Jesus by faith. I decide today I will depend on Him to save me for eternal life. Thank you that today you make me your child by the power of your Holy Spirit. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. And I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Let's give God glory in this.